Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts, and the format is conversation. We're having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So subscribe today. Take 20 minutes and hear from people living in your community who are making a difference in your community. It's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. This is Jason Batalden, the Assistant Director here at Continuing Education Workforce Training. Um, and we want to welcome you to Sweet Talk, um, our podcast. And Paul. Paul, oh, yes. Hi, Jason. How are you today? <laughs> Good. We we haven't recorded an episode in a minute, have no, we? No, no. I mean, the audience, they, they get episodes weekly, but they don't understand the, the lag between recording sometimes. And I think it's been like, what, three weeks since we've recorded something? Uh, it, it has been a minute. I'm not. In fact, it's so much so that you and I both were commenting we might be a little rusty on this thing. So just just, just a little rusty. <laughs> just a little rusty. <laughs> what, 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 what are we supposed to be doing here today? <laughs> yeah, right. What are we doing? You know, what's funny again about this podcast and, um, you know, by the way, we can we put a little plug in, Paul? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, it's, it's, we're working on that right now, aren't we? Yeah, we, uh, Paul and I got this really cool uh, episode series coming up. I think what is it was going to be a four-part series, I think we decided. Four or five. I, I think it's, we're going to follow um, how long it takes us to go down that road. Right. But uh, just the title of the series alone is worth announcing. Whether or not the podcast episodes are worth listening to, the yeah. title is so cool that, that you at least got to check it out. So it's a podcast. Podcast. About, about podcasting by podcasters. That's right. So, I mean, so Paul and I are going to actually have a series um, that talks about our experience in creating Sweet Talk um, in hopes of maybe giving somebody some encouragement and some inspiration, as well as maybe a tip or two uh, about trying to figure out how to do this. Yeah, because, I, I mean, we started this, we didn't know really a lot about doing it and we've had to evolve and change over time. And, you know, I, I think some people might gain from that experience. Yeah, we hope so. We hope so. So keep your eye out for that. Um, check it out uh, and uh, it, and give us some feedback on it too. But that's not why we're here today. We've uh, I'm going to just kind of talk up our guests for a minute. I've been wanting to get our guests on the show today um, on the show um, since the first time him and I met uh, well over a year ago. Um, he has, he's a really neat guy to start with number one and number two, he's got some great stories and uh, he's, you know, so, um, and we want to be able to share that. And I think he's got some great insight. And um, so I've been really, really looking forward to that. So with that being said, um, we have to say the magic word, Paul, the magic, magic word. word, what the, the magic word, the magic. Well, I guess it's the start word. Yeah. And it's welcome. Welcome. And with that, we know we've started. And so, Darren, welcome to the show. And please introduce yourself to our audience. Uh, my name's Darren Jernigan. It's an absolute pleasure to be here and finally get hooked up with John and Paul or Jason and Paul. And uh, um, I've been a, a longtime faculty member at Idaho State University, uh, spanning 20 years. Uh, I was a, a faculty member in the physical therapist assistant program for about five years. 
and then became the director of the program uh, for about 15. Somewhere in there, I was also uh, kind of, I rose up uh, to be a middle manager of several programs in uh, health occupations. And so uh, currently, I'm the interim associate dean for the College of Technology. Lots of hats there, Darren. (laughs) Well, and just a neat little path, right, Darren? I mean, you've gone from just as an uh, instructor, professor, worked, have touched many different levels of the program, um, and now sitting in the interim dean dean chair. um, And that has been a a relatively new position for you. Um, And uh, how... Can I ask, how's it going? <laughs> I mean, uh, drinking from a fire hose is an understatement or? I think that was a term that I used with you. Um, I mean, total baptism by fire. Um, oh, right on. Talk about just, you know, not making it in the boat. You're just, <laughs> you ended up in the current, you know, that's the way that it's kind of been. Um, I will tell you though, um, after 20 years of being a faculty member, and seeing a certain side of things and being, you know, being in the classroom. And it was this really kind of perfect timing for me to get a, a chance to learn something new, see, see things from a different vantage point. Um, uh, I know we're going to get to this, but, you know, I was a National Park Service Ranger for 20 years in Grand Teton National Park as a Jenny Lake climbing ranger. And one of the beautiful things about being a faculty member was, I could go nine months through the year, uh, pack my bags at the end of nine months and spend a summer in Grand Teton National uh, Park um, and then come back and do it again. And yeah. <laughs> so I retired from that. And, it, you know, this has been a really cool evolution for me uh, to be on a 12 as the first. In fact, this is a fact. This is the first time that I will have worked for the same at the same job for 12 months out of the year since 1996. <laughs> that, that is an interesting uh, career milestone, right? It, it, thinking 20 years and it's the first time that you've working 12 months at the same same position technically. I Can I ask, a, and this, this probably is my own personal uh, bias or at least, um, um, you know, secret, uh, wishes, but when you were making that decision to retire from the National Park Service as a ranger and to continue on, you know, in your career at ISU, were, was it a little bit of conflict? I mean, to know that you were kind of saying, uh, in my brain, and and I've seen some of the pictures you sent us, my brain is, that's got to be the greatest experiential job anyone can have. And so I'm wondering if at all there was a little bit of twinge, like, oh, do I really want to give up these experiences every summer? It, it, it was a very difficult decision. Um, yeah. I know I look extremely young. You know, <laughs> <laughs> for my age. Um, but I must say, you know, just the physicality of being a Jenny Lake Ranger. I mean, there's only one, there, there's only one way to go in the Tetons and that is up and it's like, you know, straight up and then it's straight down. And, and uh, you know, through the years, that stuff takes its toll. And uh, boy, you know, there, there are many weeks where you put on 50, 60, 70 miles of, of uh, walking and hiking and climbing in the range, depending on the kind of week you had, the number of rescues and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. 
I uh, retired from that, uh, from my Jenny Lake uh, Ranger position. Uh, this will be going on four years, but I was 53 when I retired. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I must admit, you know, I, I was still able at that time to really stay quite fit and uh, which you had to be right. and uh, on top of your skills. You know, I, I had to be able to right out of the gate, be able to ice climb, uh, rock climb, uh, this certain style of climbing called aid climbing. Mm-hmm. I just had to be ready to do anything at any time once I got to the Tetons. And so that takes a lot of, uh, uh, you know, there's just keeping that level all the time. Sure. There's a certain anxiety about it because when you get there, man, you've got to be ready. Right. So for clarification, Darren, what were your duties as a ranger? Well, I mean, that's a great question because back, you know, when I, well, when I first out, uh, first found out about, you know, the climbing rangers actually exist. Um, and as an avid climber, I'm like, I did, where did that come from? I mean, climb. are you kidding me? What's wrong with this? You know I mean? That's right. So once I found that out, um, I, I was like, I've got to figure out how to check the boxes to become one. And literally it's uh, a Jenny Lake climbing ranger does like one day a week in the station where we give out permits and uh, information and beta about climbs and, you know, trekking or backpacking trips and stuff like that, you know, educating the, 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 the masses about the park and such. And then you spend uh, a couple of days uh, on mountain patrols and a mountain patrol is kind of like it's whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do today? And someone's usually uh, uh, made it up with you on the schedule. So you have a partner and you go anywhere in the range you want to go. And you get a couple of those a week. And then you get a couple of canyon patrols where you just out, you know, trekking through the canyons. Right. So I was like, you know, sign me up. That's what I'm all about that. So it's a really interesting, cool job, but you could start to see it could be very physical too, you know, whatever gave you that impression. (laughs) (laughs) So we're we're talking about, um, um, uh, that classic vertical climbing. Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, so basically the, the, the gear with the, uh, the, the nylon ropes, the, you have to sometimes spike the, uh, the climbs with the, with the, um, Tetons. Tetons. yeah, the Tetons. Yeah. So, or uh, ice climbing with ice tools. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's really, I, I mean, that seems incredibly physically, uh, exerting, um, for almost anyone. Um, sure. I mean, obviously, uh, Jason and I are right in tip-top shape for that. But <laughs> right. Hey, a little weird confession here. Um, when I was in college, I, uh, one of my college friends, um, and believe it or not, I went to school in Oklahoma of all places, but he was an avid climber and an avid ice climber and had spent a few years in Alaska um, doing all those things. Um, and, but then he came down to school in Oklahoma. And so I kind of chummed around with him and, and we would, uh, go do, um, lots of climbings. Our problem was it was hard to find climbs tall enough to usually, you know, to put in protection and all that type of stuff. But, um, cool. it, it is, uh, it was a fascinating, um, 
experience. And, and Paul, I, I, I'll just say this much, and Darren will probably uh, maybe uh, probably appreciates this even more so, but I'll never forget where you kind of stood at the base of, you know, in, in our case, it was cliffs, you know, maybe we'd get, you know, most of them were just, you know, single rope, you know, there was no, um, that. Yeah. Right. But, but you look at the stand at the bottom of this, this face and you'd look up and you'd be like, I'm literally going to crawl up this thing. And then you'd get to the top and you're like, I just literally crawled up that thing. And, and that was a weird sense of accomplishment and a weird sense of, uh, you know, an obstacle, right. It was like, Oh, I, you know, so it was it, from a psychological point of view, it was probably one of the more rewarding activities I've ever done. Um, you know, uh, you, you know, far, bar none, you know, all the team sports I played and all those different activities. Um, it just was a personally a more rewarding type of activity. So uh, I'm sure, you know, I don't mean to get too far down that road, but no, uh, yeah, it's probably one reason that you and I kind of connect is because of that kind of experience. I, yeah. I love I, I love that kind of problem solving and that's really that's exactly what it is. It's just a big problem and you know I can't yeah. tell you, you know, that you you eventually you I I was addicted to climbing, no doubt about it. Still I still am. Uh, but think about like standing underneath El Capitan, you know. Right. You know, and knowing you're going to spend the night on there. <laughs> multiple nights. Yeah, right. You're gonna... But it's, you know, it's kind of uh, in the unknown is just it's there's something about it that is so intriguing to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. And well, I describing. I, I guess my kind of here's that segue. Right. So there's that kind of like you hit the word problem solving. Right. And that was a lesson I learned. My buddy would laugh at me. He says, dude, you can't muscle your way up. You know, you know, I was doing pushups and pull-ups to get in shape. And he's like, you got to do that. But if that's how you're going to get up the wall, you're going to get up 30 feet and you're going to be done. You're going to be done. That's it. You know, so it had, it was really mind technical. So now transition this into your current position. Um, how much of that is kind of the same mentality, right? Is to problem solve and to find wow. solutions. I'm so glad that you mentioned this. Uh, um, as as a as a ranger, especially, um, uh, I through time at be, being on my the team of rangers that I was on, you become what's called a search and rescue coordinator. <laughs> and at some point, you've demonstrated enough skill foresight and hindsight to actually, for us, it was carry a radio around, although this isn't the radio, but it took all the calls for emergencies in the range. And you want to talk about, that, that's a fair amount of uh, responsibility <laughs> Yes, uh, from the tip of the Grand to the Valley floor, you know, all along the length of the range. And it's interesting because I think it has really prepped me to uh, really be present in the moment and take in all the information that I can get and make very distinct decisions to an end point. And so, but, you know, also being a rescuer on scene, 
it's the same thing. It's just on a smaller scale. And I think, honestly, I really feel like um, the skills that were developed for me in those really pressure cooking moments really allow me to traverse the kind of you know issues and terrain that I'm faced with as a, an administrator in academia. I, I used to be a corporate executive type before I was an educator, so I'm used to that kind of decision making. But I really think that climbing stuff and being a SAR coordinator has really kind of prepped me uh, for being in the position I'm in. And I'm really thankful. I want to shout out to uh, Debbie Ronnieberg because she she asked me, you know, would you consider helping me uh, and, and being the interim associate dean as I'm the dean? And so I, I, you know, big kudos to her for letting me take, you know, taking the chance on me for for one. Right. You know, I, I boy, we, we may go way off the rails here, but a couple things you said, first of all, being in the present, being present. Um, and I just think in today's life, uh, being present in the moment is a hard thing to do. But here's this other component that that I was just contemplating myself here recently was, you know, when you reach whatever certain age that that you get to, and I, you know, like Darren, you shared kind of your age earlier, and you know, I'm I'm in that neighborhood, um, maybe a couple houses down, but we're in the same block. Um, my thought, you know, is okay. Isn't that weird how life, a lot of my decisions, I always look back and think they weren't really conscious decisions to go from point A to point B or job C or job D, but yet how those kind of all connect together to prepare you for where you currently are at. And I was thinking about that uh, just this morning, actually, I was just contemplating that and going, um, that's a fascinating experience in life that I would say all of us have an opportunity to experience, you know, to do yes. if we think about it. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, can I step away? Just for, I want to show you something because yeah. I want to tie yeah. this to this. This this just brings it together, Jason. Um, in 1980, uh, 1996. Uh, I graduated from Idaho State in 1988 and went off and got a master's degree after that and became a physical therapist. And during that time, though, at Idaho State, I was introduced to climbing. And so it was, it was already starting to become this kind of insatiable thing for me. But uh, this is just a sh shout out to Idaho State University as a whole, but virtually all the really deep, meaningful relationships in my life revolve around the relationships that I made in this span of time when I came to Idaho State as an athlete and ran track. Mm -hmm. And this, oh my goodness, this is a four by 400 meter relay team that I was a part of. This is me when I had hair. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and anyways, exceptional people this young man here on the, the end, is his name is Dave Cook. This is George McKinley and Jason Bennerman. Uh, number two, all-time 400 meters. Mm -hmm. Number one, all-time 500 meters. 
Big Sky Champion 110 High Hurdles. I mean, these guys were exceptional. Yeah. I was the slowest guy in that bunch, and <laughs> just happy to be along for the ride. But what I'm, what I want to point out to you is, in 1996, Dave Cook, we lived in Boise at the same time, and I convinced him. I had just bought a, a pop top Vanagon. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and I said, and I, and I had been doing really well. I mean, I'd kind of gone up the corporate ladder. I'd got, had money in the bank. I'm like, Dave, sell your car. Let's take off for the summer. I'll pay for everything. Now, he's, he's like my bro, right? Yeah. We trained together. We became very, very close through those years. And he, he sold his car. <laughs> And we went on the summer of love, you know. <laughs> right on. That's great. <laughs> and and we we climbed all over the northwest. We went to another ISU alumni's wedding in Montana. I mean, it was just, you know, stayed with other ISU alumni along the way. I mean, multiple spots um and climbed and carried on as young dudes would do. Right. <laughs> It kind of is that it's that it's just that one decision after another, you know. And and in fact, the skills that we started to really hone in that period of time, being really intense about it, allowed me to have the resume to become a Jenny Lake climbing ranger. Mm-hmm. Because you had to have your things together, right? Wow. You had to have a resume. And so, yeah, anyway, that's that it. cool. It's so cool that you said that because it just fits a story that winds back into Idaho State. Yeah, no, that is cool. That, that, thank you for sharing that. I just, the yeah. Vanagon number one, the Vanagon just again, <laughs> like awesome. Um, and that type of thing, I, you know, what a, what a great experience. And again, talk about experiences that molded and shaped you and put you on a path to where you are today. And, and, and I, you know, I, I guess what I, I want to be careful to say, like, I, I don't want to pigeonhole and say like, this is the pinnacle. Cause I don't think that's ever fair statement to say about anyone's life that we've reached the point where we can't go beyond, but I'm just saying how things are so interconnected. Like, you know, what, what, what you're doing today um, is possible because of decisions you made 19, what, 96, right? 1996, you made these decisions. Yeah. Also, I mean, uh, did any of us ever think we'd ever wind up on the path, you know, at the point in this path? I mean, when I was, uh, you know, very, very small, minute analogy. You know, I never would expect that I'd be outside in my front yard every morning asking a little tiny dog to go poo (laughs) when I I was 20 years old. Right, right. Having that responsibility. You know, you don't know who you are at 20, uh, 30. Um, In fact, I don't think you really know who you are uh, until you get to our age. And then you look in the mirror and you go, I know exactly who I am. Um, Other than that, until then, I think you think you know who you are, but all these life questions come up and you ask your you have to ask yourself those questions at pivotal moments that, you know, there's the fork. Which way am I? Who am I to make this decision to go one way or the other? And, you know, until you reach our age and you go, I know who I am. Oh, don't even tell me. (laughs) You know, that. That's so true. And I, I would even take it a step farther. 
but I fully, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, when I crested into my fifties, I really felt like I'm, I'm really starting to feel far more comfortable in my own skin, but you know, you, I don't think you know yourself until you are knocking on the door. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I can, and I can look back about my, over the full, um, uh, what's the body of work that you've, you've experienced, mm-hmm. you know, then I think, man, you know, everything about who you are at that moment, you know? No, I, and I'm with you on that a hundred percent. I, I was joking with someone and even this sounds arrogant to say even now, but I said at my age now in my fifties, I'm looking back going, I don't really know everything, but I have a better idea of what I don't know. Right. <laughs> what I don't know. I really don't know. And, and back when I was 20, that, I just, you didn't even have that concept of what you didn't know, you know, just the idea of not knowing something uh, was kind of foreign. Now I want to make, we got to make a hard segue here. And unfortunately that was the timer, but we're going to extend this a little bit. So um, part of how you and I met besides our roles here at ISU, but where we specifically came in to to, um, know each other was through some work on the emergency medicine conference. Um, last year, the event um, was all put together. And then uh, thanks to it, just like everything else in the world, yeah. uh, COVID decided to say, no, we're, we got different plans. But this year, we, we were putting on our emergency medicine conference. It'll be actually uh, we, um, May, uh, excuse me, April 30th and May 1st. So that's the, this coming week. Um, and Darren, that's, a, that's an important event for you. Um, I, I know maybe not quite involved in it in your current role that maybe you have been in your past, uh, but it's still a very important event for you. Well, it is. I mean, uh, EMS uh, services in the state of Idaho are often fielded by folks that are volunteers. And so an EMS conference like the one that's uh, hosted here at Idaho State is uh, an integral part of people's training and maintaining their certification. Mine as well. This year, I, I'm, I'm upset with myself because I just wasn't sure I would have the bandwidth, bandwidth to be a presenter and be super integrated in the, in the uh, event this year because of my new role. I should have just done it, but I'm going to participate. Um, right. and I have in the past as a presenter and I, and I do, you know, certainly plan to, to be part of the process in the future. It's a passion of mine. I think, uh, EMS is, a. Uh, it's a it's such an important bedrock of uh, pre-hospital care for especially rural places like Idaho. Right, and 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 your and and so much of your career too, spent on um, you know that emergency medicine responding and um, how important it is to be up on new techniques and the latest technology so that you can provide the right care immediately when when it's needed. So, you know that's that's the other side of this as well. Quick question. Uh, I mean, did you have to know some emergency medicines, why um, treatments, why you were a ranger? I did. I had to become a wilderness EMT. I was already a physical therapist, and that really checked some boxes for me. But I needed to, and I had first aid. But I needed to go back to be able to at least ride in the ambulance for one. But I also took a wilderness module too, and and you do a lot of on the job training as a ranger as well. So, yeah, I'm going back actually in about two weeks to be a presenter at uh, the EMS refresher for Grand Teton and Yellowstone National Park oh, very cool. County and, right and get my hours, my training hours there. Right. Excellent. Right very good. Well, we, again, uh, our timer went off and I just feel like we 
for some reason just started a, a really great conversation. We, and then... I'd lo- love to have you back, Darren, because uh, <laughs> yeah. we didn't even get into any Ranger stories. No, well, I, no. I, I have a list. I mean, I have I literally had had a list like I wanted to I wanted to take you through like I, I was going to describe a first day. Oh, oh. first day of a season. And then I was going to describe a last day. And then I was going to do a couple of days in between and just paint this picture of, wow. Wow. We got, we got to have Darren back. Darren, can we come back? Okay. Yeah. I don't, gosh, I, uh, first of all, I just want to say, uh, I really appreciate the conversation we had. We got it. How in the world we got down that road? I don't know where we're evaluating the lessons of life, but holy Hannah, that was a great talk, a great conversation. So I'm really appreciating that. So with that being said, Paul, uh, we do got to wrap this up. And so if you are interested in the emergency medicine conference, uh, and there are uh, continuing education uh, units or hours available. So we definitely want to make sure that if you're in that field and you need the hours, there's no better way to, to get it than go to this uh, conference. Uh, it's $20 is a participant fee. So it's very, very uh, cost effective for what you get um, for those hours. And you want to reach out to cetrain.isu.edu backslash E-M-C. So it's cetrain.isu.edu backslash E-M-C, or you can call us at 208-282-3372. That was perfect, Jason. I know. <laughs> I, apparently what I needed to do to remember the phone number is not say it for three weeks. <laughs> That's what I needed to do. It's just not try to remember it for three weeks, and it came right back to me. So, uh, Darren, I, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you having on the show. Um, and we can't uh, tell you just how glad we are for your current position and the opportunity and the benefit the College of Technology um, has from your experience and, and your commitment and leadership. So we're looking forward to that and hope that pretty soon here the, the uh, fire hose dials down to maybe a water bottle and uh, maybe the fire of the baptism isn't so hot anymore. So... Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Really. It was great. And I really, really would like to have you come back on because I want to hear the range of stories. I do too. I do too. Uh, so <laughs> and they, they're going to, they get grander every year, but they're still, um, I mean, they were unbelievable when I started the stories. <laughs> That's what my wife tells me. Yep. <laughs> That's great. All right. Thanks, Darren. Thank you, Darren. Cheers.